Adarosa LLC. Thank you for joining us at our Let's Talk Paralegal uh, podcast and YouTube series. We're also starting a hashtag movement. So remember when you're on our social media, viewing our videos, listening to our podcast, use the hashtag Let's Talk Paralegal and you may win a prize. You never know. So our first uh, guest is Bianca Moreras. I have known her for actually a couple years. Uh, she is a coach, uh, both for legal professionals, paralegals, attorneys. Um, she also does a lot of motivational speaking for NALA and FALA, which are associations for paralegals and legal assistants in general. And she actually sent me over this quote, which I'm going to read off the page. It says, I believe it is essential to develop a well-rounded legal practice with the acquisitions of paralegals. Paralegals bring pro-efficiencies and a wealth of knowledge when used appropriately to complement the attorney's practice and satisfy the client's needs. So I hope you enjoy our first episode with Bianca Moreras. Her uh, website and all her contact information will be located in both our YouTube description and the podcast description. Thank you for joining us. Until justice is served, I'll see you next time. How are you? <laughs> How are you, Etta? I'm very well. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. We spoke a few minutes before the recording, so that was awesome that we get to speak on a personal and now a professional level. So, of course, we all know your accomplishments, and you've been in this for almost 40 years. So, oh, my goodness, congratulations. That is amazing. <laughs> I know I look marvelous. It's hard oh to my, tell. Yes, you look 21. What are you kidding me? <laughs> so, what do you got for us today? We know you are a coach. You're a motivator. You do a lot of presentations and motivational speaking. You speak at paralegal programs. You also worked as an administrator at law firms. Most of your work is geared to the legal profession. That's kind of your niche, and that's really where you've strived throughout your 40-plus career. Um, so tell us a little bit about, there's a lot of disconnects in the law firm, right? We, uh, the paralegal has a version of what the case looks like. The administrators have their version, the human resource department, everybody has their own version of what, uh, what the law firm should be run as and all that good stuff. So why don't you take a minute and connect those dots for us in your way? My pleasure. And that is a great segue into the life of the paralegal. You know, it's really difficult because as take the word paralegal, it's a paraprofessional. And unless you go into this, that you are a professional holding up, keeping strong and delivering information in a broad spectrum of areas to your attorney, Again, they are the attorney, you are the paraprofessional, but the value that you bring to the table is surpasses anything anyone could ever imagine. And really grasping on to that factor and allowing your attorney to realize that you are an integral part to everything that they do, it's a partnership between the paralegal and the attorney. And although expectations may be too high or too low on either person's side, the best thing you could do, and it's a CYA, <laughs> is to regurgitate back every assignment that you're given. Be very clear because there's other factors, as you said, 
there's a different spectrum from every level, the administrator, the managing partner, the team leader of that practice area, as well as anyone you're working with, you may hear something someone else doesn't. You may understand something somebody else doesn't. And then you've got the administrator in there saying, billable time. So if you have clarity (laughs) right up front, you will not achieve every single goal. So just don't take whatever's said to you as credence, put it in writing, regurgitate it back. And that's the best word I could use because you're just spewing back what they said. Let me understand. I heard blank and then go on with your assignment. Yeah, it's, every, it's like everything else in life, right? We all look at one thing and we all have different perspectives. So we all just need to be on the same page in order for that page to be turned and moved on. Um, so that's awesome. I love that advice. I love the regurgitation. Uh, another added bonus that I always like to say on the paralegal portion is deadlines, right? So when do you need this by? You know, it, can it be moved? Is it a sure deadline? Can I have another week, another hour? Because you know, paralegals are consuming so much information. And especially if you're in a multi attorney firm and you're working for more than one attorney, one attorney may not know what the other attorney has already tasked you or asked you or directed you or, or however it is, you know, said at your firm. So also that's another, you know, not only regurgitating it, but asking when is this due? When do you need this by? I have another project, you know, does this take priority? And really get those attorneys uh, conversing as to what the priorities and the end goal of the firm is, especially if you're trying to do a balancing act. That's my little tidbit on that one. So obviously we're talking about disconnects. We're talking about the admin view. Um, Is there any other I guess, avenues where you think the miscommunication happens, not only in the directives between the attorney and the paralegal, but there's other avenues, I feel anyway, I know in my career it's happened where even your manager, your supervisor, that's sometimes not an attorney, just, you know, an administrator, um, can also give you a miscommunication or misinterpretation of directives. So how do we handle situations like that? Well, you know, it's it's getting back to a word you use several times already, communication. Communication is the key to everything. And then communication leads to collaboration. There's so many times that we do not ask for help because you have to be a time mastery person. You know, you have to have your list. You have to check them twice. You know, here we are, Santa Claus time, you know, naughty or nice. (laughs) Separate the information so that you have your own set of goals that you need to reach encompassing the time deadlines, the importance. You know, whatever you plan to do when you walk in the door, Get ready to change, ebb and flow, emergency, et cetera. And if you don't leave time for that, just like you need to leave time for yourself to breathe, you will not accomplish what you need to accomplish. And working with others is the most important thing. Um, You know, it's okay to be a little vulnerable. Paralegals need to have the thickest skin. They're the rhinoceros of the law firm okay absolutely they need to come full charge ahead when necessary (laughs) but also know when to wallow in the mud 
you know, yeah. like step back, stand back. I like that. And, I like that. <laughs> and do not, you know, put those little visions in your mind because it will help you. Am I supposed to charge right now? Am I supposed to eat? Am I supposed to sit back? Am I supposed to work with the tribe or should I be alone on in the sun? You know, um, take those little thought processes and breathe before something's given to you and unfortunately because you're thrown in so many directions and pulled and pushed and especially nowadays when you're working for a team of attorneys you you should not leave it up to yourself to make a priority but get the collaborativeness of that group if possible and say Hey guys, or hey ladies, I, you know, have four projects. You all gave me the same deadline. Let's talk this out, or you need to talk among yourselves and get back to me because it's impossible for one person. Or maybe you need help. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Right. Yeah. No, I always say that a lot of them, um, especially young paralegals, they're afraid to lose their job or afraid to get reprimanded. And, you know, they don't really know. They're trying to still learn the field. They don't know really how far to go with the attorney themselves, right? So I always say that that starts at the interview process, just like our intake process at the firm. That always starts in the interview process. You have to feel comfortable with this person because, like you said, the relationship between a paralegal and an attorney should be a partnership. It should be bouncing off ideas. It should be uh, how should this case go? Uh, what's the strategy? What legal advice? do you want to provide to the client you know it, it's all again it all goes back to communication right so even if you have a downfall we spoke about this before the recording about a mentally abuser right where some there's some attorneys that are not um i don't want to say that are bad because i'm not going to say there's bad attorneys that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to not do that it's there's some attorneys that have not grown as a person and now they're trying to run a firm with other personalities and other people um and they haven't worked on themselves before you know kind of establishing that i guess the environment right paralegals which i'm sure is very common right now with the pandemic everybody's under a lot of stress everybody's going through personal and professional you know, uh, trials and tribulations. So any advice on those paralegals that are struggling with attorneys that at times can be difficult um, and administrators providing them with opposing directives and, you know, going through all the madness that the legal industry really creates due to these inefficiencies? Okay, great question. So I'm going to address it in two parts. When we were live... The biggest flaw that I see is once you're given an assignment, a paralegal is given an assignment, they run with it. But even if they have questions or they need some additional direction or help, they struggle through it instead of meeting often. We know the attorneys don't want to meet often, but I agree with you at the interview process, Find out what is their style, you know, see if it matches yours, because you may want that job really bad, but you're setting yourself up for disaster if you don't have synergy. Synergy, mm -hmm. clicking, it's the most important thing. Now, let's fast forward to virtual. Same advice, meet often. What we do is we go through the whole day and say, well, when we meet in the morning, I'll talk about this. Meanwhile, you're stuck. 
you're in a hole, you're worried, you, you know you're not going to hit your deadline because of it, and yet you'll wait till that morning meeting. No, 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 no. I've got a check-in device. It's first thing in the morning, before you go to lunch, when you come back from lunch, and one hour before the end of the day. If you, and you're the one to knock on the door, you're the one to set up the Zoom meeting because they won't do it. They'll be too busy. It doesn't matter. What happens is you um, defer and you get distorted because you have not finished or completed what you were doing and it's hard to move on. We know it's hard to move on. Yeah. I get it. That makes sense. So, all right. So let's say we follow all your advice. And again, there's no synergy, right? How is that fixable or is it advisable to, you know, move on? Well, you know, it, it takes a lot to bring someone into a firm and cost wise, energy wise, training wise. And I, you know, you, people put in their mind certain thoughts and they may not even be true. It's, you know, on, on a real level, you're upset with a friend and they have no idea why you're upset with them, right? Because you didn't have the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is we hold it in, we hold back. Like you said, you might be frightened, you might be new in the firm. Uh, you This may be a new partner and you don't want to you know, you want to tread lightly. So that's, you know, a hard one too. However, unless you have that open communication, you'll never get anywhere. I believe if you're already like frazzled, what's going to happen if you have the conversation before you make the decision, I'm leaving, have the conversation because maybe you'll stay, you know, it's that song. Should I stay or should I go? Like, <laughs> I love it. Right? Yeah, so it's it's so much more energy to change your position after you're familiar and with the familiarities. But of course, if you keep hitting a brick wall, you've got to also sit back and ask yourself, is it me? So you really need to digest what's happening. And, you know, with my coaching especially with paralegals wanting to make a change, sometimes we find out it's better to stay in that home because they do have the opportunity through, you know, good directives to, to understand what's happening with that attorney. Yeah. And from a paralegal perspective, we always say, Oh, it's management. You know, they don't know how to manage the office. That's why we're going through everything. But like you said, sometimes it's perspective. It's the way you're reacting. You're having a bad day. Maybe you're going through some personal issues. There's a lot of elements to your reactions, right? So actions lead to reactions, reactions lead to actions. So, you know, that's really important to look at yourself as well, put a mirror up and kind of see your reflection and see where you're at at that point too. And, you know, not everybody can be wrong. Obviously there's something there. Um, And there's a commonality. If you keep moving from law firm to law firm and you can't find that law firm, and, you know, it's kind of like a relationship. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's another thing, right? Um, so let's say I, I have a lot of paralegals that have gone through this. They get into it, right? They have a great interview. They find that synergy, like you said. They're having an amazing communication. And all of a sudden, something goes wrong. Uh, either the narrative, the environment, whatever it is, you know, new people come in, old people go out, you're still there, you know, you've been with the firm for 10 plus years. 
you know, and then all of a sudden the environment that you were comfortable with is no longer the environment that is a reality. So how would you handle that? that that's very difficult. And I know a lot of paralegals that have gone through that. Well, you know, uh, sometimes it is just time to move on. However, I think you need to have uh, an evaluation, all right? What's changed? Uh, how have I changed? How has the firm structure changed? Especially if there's mergers, acquisitions, things of that nature happening, all of a sudden you're seeing your good friend you know, lose their position, maybe not because they did anything wrong, but because they're the highest paid. So there's all different variables. But I want everybody to keep in mind, the only thing you can control is yourself. So yeah. no matter if you're there one month, one year, 10 years, how are you changing? You talked about a relationship. If you don't grow within your relationship, you cannot be that same person you were at 20 that you are at 30, et cetera, right. et cetera. If you are, you've stayed stagnant and maybe the world that's turning around you is what's changing and you're not. Mm -hmm. So I really, you know, I don't advise anybody to just get up and go, which I've seen it happen many, many times. Oh well, yeah, especially through frustration. Absolutely. And, and communication is the key to everything. Uh, I, I want to segue away for a second because financial is a big player in what you're talking about. Yes. And I have successfully coached paralegals how to get the money they deserve. The problem is we think we should be just you know, gratitude, attitude, and they should be handing us dollars and cents. The bottom line is, if you don't speak up for yourself, nothing will happen. Nothing. Yeah, yeah and you have to be your own voice. And that's where, you know, even admin gets a bad rap because they're told, listen, if the water's quiet, don't go surfing. Mm. If you come surfing, address it. So mm -hmm. when you understand that, you know you have to walk in and you have to fight for yourself. And it's even using, you have to use metrics. You know, we're talking about numbers here. We're talking about money here. When you, if you're billing your time and you know your value, you know how much they're billing you at, and you have no idea what the profitability is. So whatever you're billing, cut it in half. And if your salary isn't close to that number, you need to be asking. Because if you say, if you go in and say, listen, I billed 1,800 hours last month, uh, last year, uh, that equates to $140,000. I know that 70,000, if I even shake that out to the bottom line to pay for my expenses, mm -hmm. that leaves 70,000. Let's talk about how we could share in that profit. Absolutely. I love it. If you're a partner, you're a partner. That's if right. Yeah, you got to act like one. You know, you have to act like one, especially if you're putting in the work. I mean, you know how many hours you're putting in. You know how many hours you're billing versus how much you're putting in. Um, you know, you've done the calculations if that's your niche. And so really bringing that value and making it full circle and presenting that value will definitely help you financially as well, if that is the factor, right? Because sometimes there's no money in the world that's going to put your mind at ease, right? 
Um, so that's good. I like that. Another thing I wanted to talk about, because you do this a lot with um, the universities and the colleges, you do a lot of speeches for the intro um, courses and the, the, I guess, the, the beginning of the, the actual program, just to kind of have that foresee, right, foresee the future and, and have that little light shine. Uh, so for those that have never been in the legal industry or are just starting or are thinking of starting, what are a few little tips, um, a little few little warnings, <laughs> for lack of a better word, um, that you can, you know, kind of let them know about, especially in the legal industry? Okay, great question. Well, I work hands in hand uh, and in tandem actually with Broward College and their paralegal program, but I have spoken at the other universities. What, you know, think about that rhinoceros. Are you a rhinoceros? Because not that everyone needs to be a rhinoceros. We, the world's made up of all types of people, all right? However, if you're going to take everything personally, you need to work on that aspect of yourself while you're going through paralegal studies. That's number one. Number two, you're not an attorney. You have to remember, you cannot give advice. You cannot um, you know, speak to the client on any aspects of their cases. You may never get the opportunity to sign a letter to put your name on anything. Right. So if you're going in with that thought process, that may never happen. However, you will come of your age when an attorney says to you, just do the cover letter, sign it, get it out. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, you are- That's when you know you made it. <laughs> you made it, you totally made it. And when, when, you're trying to decide if this is for you, long hours. They don't care what you have to do, where you have to go. There is no, you could have the most sensitive attorney, but when they're on deadline, you might be there until 1159 to file with the appeals court yes. midnight. Okay. Yes. I've done it. I've seen it. Um, the difference is, and, you know, we talk about the attorneys. If you can find an administrator who really knows what they're doing, and, and I'm not talking ill will about my industry that I came from, but if they are not a nucleus for the firm where they sit as a mediator on the fence for management and for the staff, that's part of or are a good part of the problem that I see mm. in law firms. So okay. you have all those levels, as you said, Etta, that you have to deal with. And unless you're able to deal with different personalities. So if you're in a paralegal program, my advice, take a psychology course. Yes. You are a shrink. It's like when you go to your hairdresser, like you're spitting out your guts. You don't even know. And that's what happens also in the law firm. A good uh, piece of advice is be professional at all times when you're in the law firm and, and don't get as close as you may like to, because again, you're a paraprofessional. You are on a different level. You are no longer, you've, you don't want to be receptionist anymore. You want to be a paralegal. That's a segue that is going to take a lot of aptitude and attitude. 
Absolutely. So be ready for that. Absolutely. No, I, and I, I think all of that is, is great advice. And maybe my two cents to that would be is ask around. Like I started as a billing clerk at an air conditioning company. And then I started, but my first job was at a law firm was a billing person. I would do the payoff and reinstatements. But in one year, I was able to get myself into the door as a paralegal within the firm. Um, and everybody was like, how, how did you do that? And I was like, I got curious. I started asking the right questions to the right people. I started staying after hours and sitting next to the paralegal and learning what they do on a day-to-day basis. I mean, it's like anything else in your life, whatever you want, you fight for, nobody's going to give it to you. You got to take action. You can take all the studies in the world. I have three degrees under my belt going on to my fourth. Like you can have all the degrees, all the certificates in the world. That's still not going to make you the, a good paralegal or a dependable paralegal. What's going to do that is the experience and your actions, really learning what it is to be a paralegal and to be the paralegal for that attorney, because that's another thing. If you, you, you can be a good paralegal for one attorney, go to another firm and he, and that person wants it a totally different way. So you have to be almost like a chameleon. And if we're going to go with the animal theme here um, and you have to see, like you said, what they want, how they like it, what's the best way to communicate all that. Okay. Something that you brought up, and Ernest Hemingway has a saying that I live by, do not mistake motion for action. Oh, I like and I that. I leave you with that word. And I, I humbly thank you for having me, Etta. <laughs> I think you're awesome and continue the great works for the awesome. industry. Thank you. Appreciate it.